0: Hey, great friends. What's happening? Today is Monday. It is March 13th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Now proudly offering the best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar inside Seven Mile Casino. You're looking for a great place to brunch on Saturday and Sunday mornings. That's inside Seven Mile Casino and Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. All right, we're just getting onto the airwaves of the radio. We're just getting on to TV. When I say just getting on, we'll be on TV tonight. YouTubers, get involved in our live YouTube chat. Audio podcasters on your own time. Whatever you hear, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Glad to have everybody back on this Monday. Because remember, last week, Thursday, Friday, we took a couple days off. Alex was up at the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Still hasn't made it back. So in today for Grande Alejandro, say good afternoon, everybody to comedian jason lawhead who we haven't seen around here in a couple of weeks jay law how we doing man
1: what's up i'm excited it's march you know me i'm a basketball guru march madness uh been following the ohio high school basketball state tournament then it bleeds into march madness which i love and then before you know it we're in the nba playoffs and we're cooking so i'm excited thanks for having me um and uh good to be back uh, on the ten ninety airwaves. You uh you been refing any CIF Well it's all pretty games? much all done, but I did a couple yeah. this year. Yeah, I did a yeah. couple of boys a, a few weeks ago and it's all pretty much wrapped up and uh yeah. So it was a good season there uh, when I dipped my toe in and now um, it's just a, a, a nice uh, observer of the game for the rest of the year, which I enjoy. So, uh, been t- you know, this is the time of year where me and my dad talk a lot too, more than usual. We're texting, we're, 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 yeah. we're you know, it's a great time with my dad right here on the wall next to coach wooden. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom is a nobody watches more college basketball than my 85 year old mother. She knows everything (laughs) and she can't wait. So it's fun, man. It's a, it's, it's fun. My wife is kind of like, always like, I can't believe you, you and your mom can go on for, uh, you know, let me ask you a question. Is there, is there
0: any way we could get your mother in front of a camera at a computer in her house and have your eighty-five-year-old mother break down the NCAA tournament brackets.
1: You know what? the The, the only thing that will be the, the 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 challenge will be getting her figured out on how to get right. the camera and all that. But I'll yeah. tell you what: maybe when I'm back, uh, you know, um, well, you will know, the season the 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 finals have been wrapped up. Let me talk to my sister, who's kind of their, um, you know, their cane that kind of guides yeah. them through all those yeah. types of things and see yeah. if she can hook it up. And that, it would be fun. Cause
0: dude, your 85 is... year old mother breaking down the NCAA tournament would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, and and I guarantee you this, I guarantee you she knows a lot more about the NCAA tournament than I do. Oh, yeah, I am she guarantee does. you she knows a lot more about it than a lot of our listeners do. I had a friend last night hit me up. This woman hit me up about, I don't know, nine o'clock last night. And she said, Hey, I'm trying to fill out my brackets for my office pool. Can you help me? And at the time, I couldn't help her. But even if I could have had the time to help her, what do you want from me? What do I know? You know, I've watched San Diego State. I've watched a little UCLA. I've watched a little USC. I'm interested in the teams from, you know, the region. Again, San Diego State, USC, UCLA, UCSB. I'm interested in my Pitt Panthers, hopefully playing their way in tomorrow night. But Mm -hmm. you're asking me like I'm some expert. I'm like everybody else in America right now. Yeah. I got brackets. I'm filling them out. I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do. I don't know, not yet.
1: Yeah, man. I'll tell you. My mom knows more than my dad, and more than anybody else that I know in our family. And she, uh, you know, I'll, it's funny. Sometimes I'll call her, and she'll just like not answer, and she'll she'll text me back, watching Purdue Michigan State. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, mom.
0: <laughs> my mother does something to me. She, um, my mother assumes that every single thing I say on the show is absolutely 100% going to happen in my life. (laughs) So, for example, my mother called me um, on Saturday. When are you going up to Orange County? I said, "I, I don't really know for sure yet, Mom. Some things have changed. Well, you said you were going to Orange County to see a flag football tournament with Aaron Rodgers. And I go, yeah, I, Ma, I know what I said, but actually real life can sometimes get in the way. She said, what? what? Why would you not want to go see Aaron Rodgers? I said, Ma, <laughs> Friday, I had to drive to L.A. Normally it takes me an hour, 40. took me like three and a half hours to get uh. there through massive, crazy, torrential rains, accidents everywhere, and like really focused, concentrating, exhausting kind of driving. Then on the way back from L.A. on Friday night, had to drop my son off at LAX. Took an hour and 15 minutes just to get him through to drop him off because the traffic at LAX sucks so bad. Didn't make it home till like 1030 at night. Again, fighting through the rain. By the time I got home Friday night, the last thing I wanted to do on Saturday morning was get up to drive to Orange County to see Aaron Rodgers. She's like, but (laughs) you said you were going. Ma, (laughs) just because I say it on the radio doesn't 1,000% mean I'm I'm going. It was the plan. Crap changed. What can I tell you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Don't get me started. Uh, Say good afternoon, Mom. Though. you you like that, huh? That's her.
1: Orange County. Yeah.
0: Orange County. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. She called me the other day. She goes, "Do you remember?" As soon as she says, "Do you remember?", I go, "Okay, tell me, Ma, who died?", Right. Do you remember the debate coach from the (laughs) high school across town? She died 77 years old. What a shame. I'm like, yeah, terrible. Horrible shame, you know? Horrible. But that's my mother. What can I tell you? Oh, Hi, brother. Ma. Hi, Ma. All right, John Browner's in the house. Big Brown, me and me and Lawhead kind of getting loose here a little bit. Good afternoon to Big Brown. What's going on, my man?
2: I'm looking at Bear Free Agency right now. Apparently, they already lost out on two guys. One of them's an offensive lineman, the other one's a defensive tackle. Two positions of need, not good. So, yeah. yeah. Up. Really, that's where your head's at? Stuff. Bears free agency? Yeah, dude. We won three games. So <laughs> I got to focus on what we what we're good at. Right now, we're good at this. We already made a trade. We got rid of the number one pick, got DJ Moore in return, got a next year first round pick for a team that's gonna be terrible. So this pick's probably gonna be top five again. Marvin Harrison Jr. See you soon, son. Other than that, man, you know, just I'm locked in. It's bear season now. When we actually oh, really? played the games, when we were playing the games, not so much now because we've got the most money in free agency and we had another one picking which we traded it's bear season it's time to get some w's if you can't win them when you plan them you got to win them on paper
0: i will say this uh we'll talk some football this afternoon i know everybody's probably waiting for ncaa tournament thoughts but um we will get to some football today i I thought what happened this weekend with the rams trading jalen ramsey to the dolphins and it kind of looks like the dolphins have decided to go the way the Rams did when the Rams won the Super Bowl, which is like load up, take your shot, especially right now while you have Tua under a rookie quarterback contract, um, to get Jalen Ramsey, who I I still think is overrated, but okay, maybe I'm off on that. But to get Jalen Ramsey for what is essentially a third-round draft choice and a tight end that's never caught a pass in the NFL, what a trade for the Dolphins, and what a desperation move by the Rams. So we'll get into some football today. Um, Browner, I'm surprised though, football over basketball. Uh, and I don't mean like NCAA tournament basketball, even NBA basketball. You're, you're locked in on football, huh?
2: No, it, it, it started an hour ago. Like, so this is the freshest thing. And so therefore I'm tuned in because it's the freshest thing. Of course, I took in the basketball over the weekend. I got to be honest with a lot of people out there about college basketball. Didn't watch a lot of it this year. So Mm -hmm. my tournament picks are going to be as blind as yours. I had no interest in any of these kids. Normally, a lot of these guys are going to the NBA, so I know which teams to watch. But the number one picks in France, the number two picks playing in the in the G League. So they, the NCAA had none of my attention this year. None of it. Yeah. None of it. So
0: That's interesting. Sorry. No, that's all right. That is interesting, though, is that if you're an NBA fan, usually you're watching college basketball because you want to see who the up-and-coming stars of the NBA are going to be. Yes. And it is interesting yes. that a lot of these kids are either Euros or – or they chose not to play college basketball and they're playing in the G league. So I hadn't thought about it quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody uh, coming off a, a good weekend. I, I was complaining to you guys earlier that on Friday I, I drove to LA and back and it took me about seven hours round trip uh, because of the rain and the, and the traffic and the accidents and so on. I was wiped out on Saturday. Didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to go anywhere. Um, and then on Sunday last night, I'll tell you guys a quick story. So I went to uh, this conference up in um, in Orange County in Dana Point, and this conference every year has like big musical acts. I've seen Snoop Dogg there, I've seen uh, Migos there, I've seen Pat Benatar. I mean, I've seen all kinds of rock and roll, hip hop, whatever. So last night I was going up. Did for you just
2: the, did you just go Snoop Migos Pat Benatar?
0: Yeah, I know it's weird, right?
2: Okay, I know it's I'm weird. Just keeping track, I'm just keeping track.
0: No, no, it's weird. It, don't get me wrong, it's weird. Because every year, this conference, it's a banking conference. By the way, I got nothing to do with banking. It's just that the guys who own the company are longtime San Diegans and big-time San Diego sports fans, and they've been inviting me to this conference for like 15 years. And last night, we actually had a toast to Junior Seau because one of the guys who owns this company, I can remember the very first year I went, I went with Junior. And we had a toast last night. Like, you know what? Junior used to love this conference. So let's, let's cheers to him. So this friend of mine who owns this company says this to me last night. Brown, he goes, "I don't want to tell you who the musical act is tonight. We've kept it under wraps, but he's famous for a pink guitar." Now, off the top of your heads, fellas, because I didn't know. I, I googled it. Pink guitar, huh? Pink guitar. A, um, an artist who's a hot artist right now, oh. because they always get they always get guys that are hot or girls. Are. I mean, I realize Pat Benatar is kind of rear view, but, you know, I was about based to say. on the crowd. Yeah. Based on the crowd. Brownery, you can imagine the crowd. It's like predominantly yeah. white people, yeah. Indian people, some black people, some Hispanics, you know, male, female there. But demographically, these are investment banker investor types. OK. And the whole conversation last night was about. The Silicon Valley Bank. I don't know if you guys are following Ooh. that story or not. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. Yes, I
2: that's, am. That's good right. stuff. Huh? Yes, I am.
0: So this this friend of mine says the musical act tonight is uh known for his pink guitar. Cameron. Cameron? Yeah. What's what's Cameron? What's that?
2: Cameron's a musician. Okay. He's a he's a rapper. You never heard of Cameron?
0: Nope. Can't say I have.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: Can't say I have.
0: Right. Uh Jay Law, you know Cameron? Can't say I do. Yep. There's two of us, Brown. So I Google pink guitar. I'd be curious if you guys Google pink guitar, because that's what I did. And um, I, I like, I think I Googled like artist famous for pink guitar or something like that. And have you guys, are you trying this right now, Brown?
1: Uh, it just comes up pink guitar. It just shows me pink guitars you can buy.
0: Okay. All right. So you're seeing pink guitars for purchase.
1: Well, I, I just, think I wrote in, I think the, I wrote in like artists then,
0: famous for pink guitar or
1: something then like that. And pink came up. Oh, pink? <laughs> so pink I came, came they, up or just pink guitars.
0: Yeah. I wish they had pink. Um, that wasn't who it was last night. So I Googled pink guitar, you know, and I found... Not a good hint. Um, say again, Brown?
2: It's not a good hint at all. It's all pink guitars.
0: Well, so, right. So I, I, so then there's um who plays pink guitar, right? So I, I, I see this artist by the name of Chase Bryant. Has anybody here ever heard of Chase Bryant?
2: I heard of Chase Daniels.
0: No. Yeah, me neither. So Chase Bryant realized it was cool for a guy to wear pink as soon as he learned about Elvis Presley's famed pink Cadillac, blah, blah, blah. He chose guitars. So I'm thinking to myself this whole time, like, wow, they're having this country music guy named Chase Bryant. I've never heard of the guy. I don't really know anything about him. And gosh, country music doesn't seem like their kind of thing. You know? get there last night. You know who the uh the musical artist was who's I guess apparently famous for his pink guitar?
1: George Thorogood.
0: No, but I would have loved George Thorogood. but but bad. But but bad. Bone. Um, bad, bad to the bone. Couldn't be. That's Bruce this Frank is going today. He
2: didn't have That's a pink what This guitar, is going to be today. Two old white guys reminiscing about old man music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, Brown, you're going to love this. You ready? So the artist last night wasn't this Chase Whatever his name is,
1: John Cougar Mellencamp.
0: No, I, the See? great, great acts. I love these acts, Jay. Very contemporary act. <laughs> Very contemporary, young, sort of punkish, sort of hip hop. Jack White.
2: No, yeah, but I would love guitar. Jack
0: White. I love Jack White. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, when I saw always Jack. Has- oh has- man, yeah, he always it's, has color it's one me. of two.
2: Sorry. It's one of two people now. You, the, the last thing you said gave it away. So well, is he man. the? Is he the post Malone? Yeah. Or this other white kid who plays the who raps and plays the guitar. Uh uh Eric Styles No. <laughs> uh he doesn't do pop. Well, he, oh, he wears a pink uh, dress. I'm sorry. I forgot. He, yeah. My fault. Wrote.
1: Harry Styles wears a pink dress, not a pink guitar.
2: I forget the other oh. kid's name.
0: All right. So I kept calling him Shotgun Kelly. Machine gun I think Kelly. His, I think his name is Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Oh, Machine Gun Kelly.
0: So here not- I show up. I show up thinking that I'm going to go to this country music concert that I have no interest in, but I'm just going because I want to support my friends. I was flattered to be invited, et cetera, et cetera. Turns out that it's Machine Gun Kelly, not Shotgun Kelly, by the way. I don't know if there is a Shotgun Kelly. And there isn't. Dude, this kid last night is up there playing. He probably played for an hour and change, and it's all these banker types that are in from all over the country. And every time this kid got done with a song, people were like – yeah i mean i guess uh, all right, whatever funny. yeah like it wasn't like he was at his own show where everybody knows every song and everybody's going crazy for the guy that show it doesn't was, exist uh, that doesn't
2: exist no that show doesn't exist machine gun kelly's most famous moment in music have been two things one the fact that he's uh married to brian austin's green next wife megan fox i don't know that he's and... married to her well he was okay. hanging with her i think they're done
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, when I told my daughter last night about Machine Gun Kelly, she said, I don't like him. I said, why not? She said, he cheated on Megan
2: Fox. There you go. And two, uh, the most popular thing he's ever done was get destroyed by Eminem and ended his music career. So the fact that he showed up at this conference, not a good move for him. I hope he got the check, though. I hope the check cleared. Well, I'm sure he got paid well. Eminem destroyed him.
0: On what? I've never heard about Eminem destroying Machine Gun Kelly.
2: That white on white violence in the music industry has got to stop.
0: It's got to stop. It's 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 got to stop. stop. He did. uh, He
2: did go to high school in
1: Cleveland. Shaker Heights High School. Machine Gun Kelly was born in Denver, uh, or he was born in Houston, and then he grew up in Chicago and Denver, and then eventually their family made their way to Cleveland. And he did uh, graduate from Shaker Heights High School, which is a very well-known high school in the Cleveland area, I believe. uh, Paul Newman went to Shaker Heights. Molly Shannon went to, they, they produced a lot of entertainers, Shaker Heights High School. Oh, um, now
0: Machine Gun Kelly. There you
1: go, Machine Gun Kelly. Guy My is buddy a, was telling
0: me last night, I go, How, you know, was this Machine Gun Kelly an expensive guy? He's like, you know, not that expensive. He goes, but you know what he needed? Tell me, 27 rooms at the Ritz-Carlton in Dana Point.
1: Well, then that's pretty expensive. What? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Can you imagine
1: that? Is and that because he didn't want anybody else on the floor?
0: I don't know, dude. All I know, all I know is this, is that afterwards they had an after-party, and they told me about the band, and they're like, this guy's out of his mind. The, the guy who had the after-party band was 10 times better than Machine Gun. I said to my buddy, I go, you guys should give him 27 rooms.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I wonder what that's about, 27 rooms. I mean, I guess maybe a couple you need for extra people you're bringing. But I mean, dude, that, they had a big I band. I that's just I I don't want anyone on the floor above me or below me. I don't me. know.
0: They had a big band, a lot of people in the band. Uh, A lot of lighting people, sound people. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure. Anyway, so look, we got a lot to get to this afternoon. Uh, Plenty to get to. Browner mentioned football right off the start. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody followed this weekend. The Chargers were clearing cap space. And today, uh, Austin Eckler, who has been their star running back. And, I mean, very underpaid compared to what he does. But he was an undrafted free agent coming out of college. And he replaced Melvin Gordon, who was their first round draft choice. So, you know, if you're Austin Eckler, you were happy to get a big payday. But now you're an established part of that offense and they don't want to they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to negotiate with you. So Austin Eckler's asking for for his way out. Um, I will tell you this, Aaron Rodgers this past weekend. he Like I said, he was up playing in this this fantasy football, this flag football charity event. This this Aaron Rodgers to the Jets thing by all accounts is happening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the jets are clearing cap space. And Brandon Marshall had a quick little interview with Aaron Rodgers this weekend at this event. And Aaron, Rodgers said, Hey, it, you know, it's going to all happen pretty soon. But there was a buzz last night that Rogers agent who's in orange County. I mean, he didn't tell me this and I didn't see him to be honest, but through word of people t- that it's happening. The Aaron Rodgers to the Jets thing is like 99.9% of the way there. Wow. So that's going down. Or at least that was the big yep. word last night.
2: Yeah. Eh, eh. That, that You know, that's lost a lot of flair for me because it's dragged on for so long. It's dragged on too long. I, 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 Whatever. Okay. Good luck to him. Good luck to him.
0: I actually love it. Why? I love it. Want to see what happens. I love drama rec- like this.
2: Young receivers, young defensive head coach. His buddy's the offensive coordinator. So uh, I just think this is a disaster waiting to happen. I think the New York media market's going to chew this dude up. He loves the attention, but he gets to control the attention in Green Bay. In New York, you will have no control over what these guys ask you, where they follow you. And I don't, I don't think he can handle it. I really don't. I think he's very, I I very sensitive. I think Aaron Rodgers is very soft. Very, very soft. And we're about to find out how soft.
0: Yeah, I disagree. All right, we'll see. That's why I love it. That's why I love this story. All right, so stick around. We're just getting going. Big Brown is in the house on a Monday. Jason Lawhead is in for Grande. Uh, let's get into San Diego State winning the Mountain West Conference, not just the regular season, but they wound up winning the, the tournament. They got the automatic berth, but you know what? The Mountain West actually did quite well to get into this tournament with four teams. We'll get into that story coming up. Padre Spring Training, we'll jump into a bit of that as well. Obviously, we've already started talking about NFL free agency and uh, who's making what moves. We'll jump uh, deeper into that. And uh, who knows what else happens as the afternoon goes on. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. This is Kaplan and Crew on a Monday. Hey, great friends. What's happening? Today is Monday. It is March 13th. This is Kaplan and Crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Hey, by the way, um, mark your calendars for may 4th it's a thursday night we're having a dinner and a show at seven mile casino I, i'm asking you to mark your calendars now we're going to put information out here real soon about the menu the price who's performing etc cetera, etc cetera. stay tuned for that because i'm telling you a sellout is going to be like 60 to 70 people to be very small very intimate so there's going to be high demand but there's going to be really low supply so um Stay tuned. Mark your calendars Thursday, May 4th Padres don't play that day. As a matter of fact, the next day Padres Dodgers start a series at Petco park and it's Cinco de Mayo. So it's going to be a great Thursday night party. We're all going to be at seven mile casino studio. Well, this is the studio. We're all going to be at seven mile casino, the casino, and uh, we're all going to have a great time. Mark your calendar. May 4th. All right. Grande, not here. You got Lawhead in big Brown is in the house. Hey fellas. Um, Anybody do anything exciting this weekend before we get started? Because I told you in the opening segment, my mother expects me that when I say something on the radio, that I'm 1000% going to do it. And um, one of the things I was hoping to do this past weekend was get out on Saturday night to the San Diego loyal opener, the season opener. And um, just didn't make it just did not make it on Saturday night. It's kind of hard to convince the girlfriend you know, hey, I know I've been working crazy all week. I know we haven't spent that much time. But, hey, Saturday night, let's you and me go down to the soccer game. Yeah. That was not happening. <laughs> that, was, that was not happening on Saturday night. But I will say this. Um, I saw a lot of great friends down at that Loyal game. Matter of fact, uh, two who I love, Luis Escobedo and Afi Lopez. Afi comes pulling into town. He flies into town. And the first thing he does is he gets in the car and goes right to California Holistics, get himself set up for the weekend. Then on Saturday night, Afi and Louie go to the San Diego loyal game. And Jay, I don't know if you've seen this picture or not. Here's a picture that these guys posted on social media of the two of them chilling at the San Diego loyal game on Saturday night. And look what they're both wearing. (laughs) I don't know if everybody can see this. Who's watching on YouTube or watching on TV. Those are the Kaplan and crew <clears throat> sustainable t-shirts available in the merch shop. Look at these two dads. Look at these two studs. These are dad models right here and both rock the sustainable t-shirt. And the best part of this for me was they wound up taking pictures with our former 1090 colleagues, Darren and Marty, that they posted on social media. Then they took pictures with our former colleagues who used to do mornings for us, Ben and Woods. And the whole time they're taking these pictures with these other shows, And they're wearing the Kaplan and crew gear. Louie, Affy, love you guys. Way to represent. Appreciate you. And uh, that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, we don't make money on these T-shirts. I mean, like a couple bucks. But that's what being a great friends ambassador is all about. Rock the gear to a game. Take pictures with people on other radio shows around San Diego wearing our gear. Dude, that was money. What would you think about that, Brown?
2: Oh, this bomb. I always like to see people out here rocking, rocking the gear. Whoever created it, no matter what. As long as they rock it, showing it around town, having a good time. It's a good shirt. It's got a nice feel to it. It's in the moment. I think we're going to see a lot of those shirts around Petco. I think that's going to be one we're going to get a cease and desist about, but you got to ride it out while it's going.
0: <laughs> yeah, I expect the Padres uh, or Peter Seidler at some point, like I get an email from Peter Seidler saying, Scott, um, why are you using my face on a t-shirt? And I'm going to say, but Peter,
2: you're a star now, baby.
0: Well, you, you told me like years ago, the the biggest problem with the local San Diego media is, is that nobody has any courage to challenge anything. Everybody just kind of goes along with it. There's no, there's no debate. There's no argumentation. There's no back and forth. It's just everybody just kind of rides in the same direction, dude. You want people to, you know, be Padre fans, be engaged. Um, this was a, a a big part of the conversation. Are the Padres sustainable with the way they've spent? We built a T-shirt for it. Do you really care that much that we got a cease and desist? We haven't had one yet, so hopefully we don't get one. Hopefully we don't. Uh, Law, do you like that T-shirt?
1: I do. I think it's cool. I'm they glad 20, that they represented it too. That's great. And we a twenty percent off too. last
0: week. Right, I like missed you. I missed what you said, man. Sorry.
1: No, i say like then they wore it like loyal to a loyal game. I like yeah that. Kind of a kind of a theme.
0: Yeah. I know everybody was down at that game on Saturday night. I was like, man, I would love to go. I would love to go. But I can't imagine saying to my girlfriend, hey, let's not go for dinner tonight. I know we haven't spent a lot of time together all week. We're both busy. We're both working like maniacs. But let's go down to the San Diego Loyal game. That was not happening. Could you guys would have you convinced your, your
1: ladies to go? No. My lady couldn't convince me to go. <laughs> are you good right exactly i'm good i'll pass sorry man. i mean i love everybody go loyal i hope you bring it home i just you know unless it's ted lasso i can't watch soccer
0: <laughs> hey does ted lasso get started again here real yeah, soon or has couple, it already begun
1: couple, no a couple weeks i think it comes out or maybe okay. it has already but i know it's it's right on the doorstep
2: of releasing
0: and browner did you finish uh the, the rest of us the last of oh, us the best the of us
2: oh I gotta tell y'all the last of us is one of the best shows I have seen in a very, very long time. Well done. All the episodes linked up every, every second of the show felt like it meant something. The What's last that? episode let me down, man. It really oh. did. What I think is that? I, I think the, sh- the last of us. It's, what is it's a show on HBO. Okay. Very good. Eight episodes. You can tackle it in a weekend. Okay. Very, very good. It's a great watch. It tugs at the heart. If you have, if you cry watching television, there are multiple moments in this show that will bring you to tears. It's um, it's a, a post apocalyptic show, so you don't expect to see that, but okay. it happens multiple times. But the last episode, man, whew, lost a lot off the fastball that last episode, man.
0: Mm. Really? Uh, I know Browner's uh, been promoting this show to us for weeks.
2: Yes, yes. Now, don't don't be wrong. You should still watch the show. The last episode just it, it doesn't it doesn't own up to the it doesn't rise to the level of the previous ones you know how things build and then the finale you're like oh my god that was great the they shot their load pretty much the seat this episode before the season finale but i mean it was good it just wasn't up to par with what they had done up until that point
0: yeah you know sometimes the afc and nfc championship games are better than the super bowl that wasn't the case this year but i hear what you're saying all right uh, um let's jump into this so everybody now has a bracket Everybody now has probably printed out a bracket. They're going to work today. Um, Everybody's talking about their pools, you know, um, and and filling out their brackets. But the tournament really gets started tomorrow night, Tuesday evening, with I guess what you would call the play-in
2: games. Stop Um, it. Stop it. They need to stop playing those. Those are not real games. They're not real games. Why do
0: you say that? Why do you say that?
2: They're not. I'm interested to see if Jason agrees with this. To me – Those are not real games. It's 64. Either you're in the 64 or you're not. These play in games are absurd and they're dumb. I just I I don't see the point in them. Either you get in or you get out. The the, the, the 64 is the 64, the bubble is the bubble. Either you made it in or you didn't. Your bubble popped. Why put these foo foo teams out on the outside who didn't deserve to be in? Like they don't deserve to be in. That's why they're in a play in game. Like just add more teams and call it a day. Well, the way they've read, yeah,
1: I mean, there's a point there. Now they've they've made some of these teams, you know, the bubble. There's there's bubble teams that are could definitely be in, and then there's teams that would never be in. Uh, I, I think kind of half and half, and it's just a, I think it's just a way to, you know. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think it's just a way for the NCAA and, and the selection committee to have said at, where it stops at 64, where there was arguments in the past. Oh, my God, how did that team not make it? Da, 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 da. Um, this this resolves that. And this just kind of washes their hands of anybody that's got any gripes. Here you are. You've got this opening round. <laughs> Go do something with it. None of you are ever going to get past the next round anyway so um I get the I get the sentiment of I don't care I'm not gonna watch it um I rarely have ever watched a play-in game unless it was a a a team that I was kind of intrigued by that I had maybe watched a few times throughout the year or some type of connection to it um but yeah I mean uh it goes it, it goes by you don't really notice them. the teams that come in from the play-in game have rarely even won the next round game um and if they have they've not gone past the 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 second round to even get to the sweet 16. so it goes quickly out of sight out of mind and by the time you're rolling into that first weekend of the what we're used to the thursday friday saturday sunday you're engulfed in great basketball march madness is clicking And um, if one of these teams ever do 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 anything, that will be a story yet that has yet to come. I don't think it'll come any other anytime soon. Um, Possibly if the fields get more parity and more parity and more parity and and a team like that finds their way into a play in game and maybe they get a star player that hasn't played all year. And that's the reason they, they struggled. You know, you never know. They could catch lightning in a bottle, but. Um, it, it is what it is and it's something for the selection committee to say get off our back here's four or five six extra teams um and you know the field is set and there doesn't have to be two days instead of the two or three days of why didn't this team make it Th- those those games are being played
0: all right let me let me say this though browner so um look on a tuesday night or a wednesday night the likelihood of me sitting down to watch these play-in games, not real high. Okay, zero, baby, zero well, for me. I mean, listen, do you think that you're interested in? I'll, I'll give you the team, Southeast Missouri State
2: if that's versus even a real school.
0: Yeah, no. What do you mean it's not a real school? They they got classes, they got professors, they got they got curriculums, they got they got teams, bro.
2: Listen, if you got two directions in your school, I'm out. I'm out on you. Period. That's right. my rule. All right.
0: You ready? Southeast Missouri State tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. taking on Texas AM and Christie. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christie. Not corporate Christie.
2: I prefer so Corporate no Christie.
0: Yeah. Texas <laughs> Texas and M Corpus Christie versus Southeast <laughs> Missouri State. That's the first one. Okay.
1: Oh God.
0: Tomorrow evening. Now Corporate listen,
1: Corporate Christie would have a better booster. Uh, yeah, better boosters to pick from than Corpus <laughs> Christi.
2: The NIL deals would be crazy. Yeah, the Corpus Christi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fighting right, so- dollar bills. <laughs> the fighting so- Benjamins. <laughs>
0: so, Southeast Missouri State and Texas A&M corporate Christi, you're out on that.
2: <laughs> Way, now, out. Tom- Way out. Now,
0: now tomorrow after the-, the evening game tomorrow, the later game, now this is where I have to disagree with you. Because, you see, as much as I I also tend to think it's kind of a little ridiculous that there's going to be four play-in games before the field of 64 is official, right? But, Brown, tomorrow evening, my Pitt Panthers against Mississippi State. So you've got an an ACC team versus an SEC team, two teams that were right on the bubble, right on the verge of getting in, and now these two teams go toe-to-toe one stays one goes home and the only thing about it is is that yesterday my alma mater the pit panthers sent a tweet like we're dancing baby we're back no, and i'm like what do you mean like what do you mean we're dancing we're like we're like warming up to go dancing yeah. we're not officially really
2: dancing are we see to me if you this is about getting eye, eyeballs to the television for me in my opinion so if i'm them if i'm the ncaa bracket people I'm making a field. I'm putting Pitt against one of these directional schools. And then I'm putting, uh, who was the, who's Pitt playing? Mississippi State. And I'm putting Mississippi State against the corporation. And because therefore you get eyeballs. So now all the eyeballs are going to be on the game with Mississippi State and the Pitt Panthers. Nobody's going to watch the directional school versus the corporation. Who's watching that? Right. And then the the winner of that game actually,
1: (laughs) you know, the winner of that game actually has a favorable bracket. Um, They'll go in, the winner of that game will go in and they will play Iowa State at 19 and 13. Good team, but 19 and 13 very beatable at a six seed. If they can win that game, they'll play the most likely Xavier, a three seed who's had a great year. but let's be honest, that conference isn't a bull. Uh, you know if there's if, if you've caught a little uh, magic and you're playing good basketball, Xavier isn't some you know Goliath that you need to topple and there's there's actually, it's interesting because those two schools are competent enough basketball programs. So they've, they've been in the tournament several times before without having to use the play-in game. So it, it it could be interesting. That Pitt-Mississippi State 11-seed battle going against Iowa State, potentially Xavier, um, th- there's some noise to be made in that bracket. Uh, well, the other ones, I don't see anybody else really falling into a bracket that's favorable to them. But that winner of that matchup actually has a favorable bracket.
0: But the next one, the next day, Wednesday, Fairleigh Dickinson against Texas Southern. Again, two 16s fighting it out. And then the later game Wednesday, this is all the appetizer, Browner. Nevada from the Mountain West against Arizona State from the Pac-12. So, look, I I know what you're saying about these games don't really mean a whole lot, you know? But if you're like jonesing to get to Thursday to the tip off of the tournament, you got two games to play in on tuesday night you got two games to play in on wednesday and i'm personally not like the target audience but it's just a big tune-up to get you to thursday and get you through the first weekend
2: listen i've enjoyed watching it's a gambler's the gamblers audience yeah i've enjoyed watching the xfl it's not the same okay it's not the same level of football this will not be the same level of basketball yeah it'll look the same it won't play the same so good luck watching that. It won't, if Unless you know kids at this school or, in, or that's your alma mater like Pitt, this game can't hold your attention. Not at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I disagree too hard. I mean, I'm, I'm not like going to fight it out with you on that. The yeah. only reason I'm even relatively interested in is because that's the only way my school made it in. You know? Now, speaking of schools making it in, let me get to San Diego State. As a matter of fact, before I do, just a quick shout out to our friends from Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. Make your car buying experience fun and fast. Go to PenskeSanDiego.com. 12 dealerships, nine brands, 1,000 cars on their lots combined throughout San Diego. And if you use PenskeSanDiego.com, I'm telling you, it's going to be fast. And You're going to actually have a good time because you're going to be able to go through all the different cars, all the different brands. You tell them, hey, I'm coming. I want to try these three cars. They'll have them waiting for you by the time you get there. PenskeSanDiego.com. All right, let's go to San Diego State. So San Diego State is going to play Charleston in the first round. And Jay, I don't know anything about Charleston. Maybe your mom does, but here's what I do know. Here's what I do. My know. Mom? <laughs> um 5-12s are where upsets traditionally happen in the NCAA tournament. San Diego State is a five. Charleston is a 12. Um, Brown, maybe you could put these uh these numbers up on the screen for everybody who's watching because if you weren't paying attention to Charleston this year, if you don't know what conference Charleston plays in, if you don't know who the coach is, and if you can't name one player, then guess what? We all got that in common. Here you go, Jay.
2: I would argue some people listening to this show can not name some of the kids from San Diego State. So good True, Charleston Chew. I have no idea who's on Charleston at all.
0: Nor do I. But here, but but take a look at the screen. Um, Charleston, thirty-one and three. They come from the Colonial Athletic Conference. They average 80 points per game. um, And they can shoot threes halfway decently. They're a 33% three-point shooting team. San Diego State, great season. Um, No, like, bad losses. Uh, You know, they don't have, like, one of those USD kind of losses. They average 72 points per game. They they can shoot threes, 35%. So – I mean, I don't know anything about Charleston. Mm-hmm. I expect San Diego State to win, but a 5-12 does kind of scare me a little yeah. bit.
2: No, I've done a little why, research. Go ahead, Browner. Here's why the 5-12 in this particular case shouldn't scare you. Okay, their record is 31 and three. They're a 12 seed. That's all you need to know. That's all you need. To, a lot of people look at that and go, "This is a, this will be a tough game. This is an upset alert." What's going on here? This I
0: is was just up- cheersing everybody. I was holding my bottle. I cheers to everybody.
2: This they is have up- one meaningful life. win. They got 31 wins and three losses. Like, yeah, okay, miss me. with Who'd they play? Right. Who'd they beat? Right. One meaningful win against a tournament team.
1: Who, State who's by, that, a, million. State by a million. State by a million. They beat Kent by two. They lost two. You know, the funny thing is, is out of their three losses, I did some research on them last night. And there's some things to fear because of a few things that I've kind of Look, looked through the read the, through the lines. So they've they lost two back to back games in the middle of the season to Drexel and Hofstra one by one point one by four points. Their other loss was early in the season when uh, to a preseason number one UNC that historically did not make the tournament yeah, uh, first time ever uh, uh, in the field of 64 that a team that w- went to the final four last year and were the preseason number 1 that they did a double they did a double whammy nobody had ever done either one nobody had ever gone to the final four and missed the tournament the next year or been the number 1 overall uh ranked team in the country preseason and missed the tournament they they double dipped on that one so they wow. lost 102 to 86 early when carolina was number 1 in the first week of the season those two losses a 2 point win against kent who's the only tournament team that they did uh, play. But when I looked into the numbers, I thought, wow, look, look at, look at the statistics. They've got, um,
0: Jay, you got 30 seconds. and we'll, we'll pick it up on the other side. Keep eight, going.
1: Eight guys that have played all 34 games. They've got five guys averaging double figures and another guy averaging nine points a game. They balance their minutes. They've got really good stats across the board, uh, as a team collectively with individuals, nobody really standing out, but a really good team. And, and they're, so they're, they're going to come to play.
0: Browner ain't buying it. Look at Browner rolling his eyes.
1: They're gonna to come to play.
2: Beep, ball, beep, beep, ball, beep, ball. I couldn't reach my glasses.
0: <laughs> Nerd alert, huh?
2: We couldn't reach my glasses, man. Go thirty-one right. and three out on day one. Get out of here.
0: All right, let me let me do this. When we come back, um, we're gonna hear from Brian Dutcher what he said or what he thought yesterday when the Aztecs had their name called rather quickly. And um, Brian Dutcher cutting down nets and falling into this falling backwards into the students. We'll get to those stories coming up. Plus we'll start to uh, look over at spring training. Let's let's see what's going on with the Padres here as we get ready to start another week of spring training. And is anybody watching the World Baseball Classic? We'll get to all of this on the way from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew on a Monday. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. Whether you're listening on radio, watching on TV, catching up to us on YouTube, make sure you're getting involved in our YouTube chat and by the way, thanks to all the YouTubers I don't know what is going on. I don't know if it's an algorithmic thing. I don't know if if it's, uh, if it's all the great friends spreading the word. I really don't have the answer on it. I just know this. Our YouTube stats have made huge jumps. I think a lot of it is Toby McDonald and uh, cutting out our clips and writing all this uh, clickbait. But uh, our YouTube numbers going through the roof so far in 2023 is thanks to everybody who's watching on YouTube and listening on audio podcast. So I want to get into some football free agency because all of a sudden earlier in the morning, probably around 11 o'clock in the morning or so, um, free agency started to blow up and some really, really big stories, uh, including the Raiders getting their likely starting quarterback, at least for the next year. We'll talk about that coming up. Want to get into Padres spring training. But if you're just getting with us, we got Jay law in today for Grande, Browner's in the house, but we were um, discussing San Diego State basketball. And we were talking about the NCAA tournament and we were kind of scouting out Charleston, who's the 12 seed versus San Diego state. Who's the five seed. And Jay, just to bring everybody back into the conversation, you Mm -hmm. had done some research about Charleston. You act Mm -hmm. 12s beat fives. It happens all the time in the NCAA tournament. We don't know much about Charleston. We don't know much about their conference, Um, but what you've researched on Charleston, tell us a little bit about what you know.
1: Well, you know, they've got, a, they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of balance. As I said, they've got nine guys that have played all 34 games, five guys averaging double figures, whereas the Aztecs only have one guy averaging double figures. They have another guy averaging nine points a game. So they're getting 80 points a game, and yet their leading scores is, is the same as, as San Diego State, both around 12 and a half points a game, which Bradley's at. So five guys in double figures at 10 a game or, or above, and a guy at nine a game. they got a lot of balance, a lot of depth, a lot of guys playing – uh 25 26 minutes nobody on their team has uh is averaging even near uh 30 minutes a game so uh and that's where you know that 5 12 matchup oftentimes is an upset because the 12 oftentimes are really good basketball teams from these conferences that are automatic bids on the the conference tourney and they have not played anybody sure but they're long in the tooth with juniors and seniors all over because these are not programs that are going to send guys to the NBA. There are a lot of times they have, you don't have any tape, you don't have any really knowledge on these teams, you don't have any comparable opponents, um, even though you might be a bigger school playing bigger kids. And so that 12 sneaks up on those fives a lot because of that, the 12 sit in a lot of times they're either conference title champs with really good records that you haven't heard of, or they're a team that's from a really strong conference, but they got beat up a little bit. They're, they're a, an established program and maybe they've only got 21 or 22 wins and they fell fall to that 12 seed out of a big 10 or a, or a Pac 12. Um, so that's why that happens a lot. And this college of Charleston team, you know, numbers wise, like I said, you know, yeah, they haven't really beat anybody other than Kent who's in the tournament, but, um, you know, March is crazy, especially those opening. That first two days of March is insane. Yeah, but
0: you also mentioned, you know, they lost to North Carolina, who was the preseason number one, who's not even in the NCAA tournament. It was like
1: a year ago by the by this time. Yeah, though.
0: and then look at this. Look what's going on here. Well, that was really actually very funny, Browner. Browner put all three of us on the screen. And I don't know what the hell – what were we looking at?
2: <laughs> so on on this uh, the setup here, yeah. you have – uh, like a camera that is the camera that the iPad is. Yeah. And so whatever that sees, uh-huh. that's that's what it is. <laughs> so that's what's behind my iPad. What you just <laughs> briefly saw. Uh, let me see. No.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not showing that to you again. No. Right.
2: Correct. Uh, you saw that by accident. You will but, never but, see that again.
0: But Charleston, 31 and three, uh, lose to North Carolina, who is the number one preseason team. Mm-hmm. And like Jason said, that was like the first game of the season like a year ago it seemed like they mm-hmm. lost to Hofstra who you mentioned which is not overly impressive because they're not in and nobody knows anything about them and then there was a third team you mentioned that they lost to Drexel, Drexel in Philadelphia
1: who's you know had some basketball yeah. sure they they, they, play, they play basketball a little bit in Drexel there's every a, now and a again. really
0: really underrated cheesesteak place right by Drexel's campus in Philadelphia everybody knows Jim's and Pat's and Gino's but there's a place called Dallas Sandro's right by the mm. Drexel campus It's like my favorite cheesesteak place in Philly. Okay. That's a side note.
1: And I love the name because that's a true Italian, deep, nice, you know, Dallas Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really good. All right. So anyway, so let me go to yesterday. uh, No, not yesterday, Saturday. When San Diego State wins the Mountain West Conference Tournament, Brian Dutcher, their coach, is up on the ladder. He's cutting down even more nets. And I just, I love these videos of Dutcher, like, looking behind him going, is everybody ready to catch me? I got to have trust in you guys. And then he falls backward off the uh, off the ladder and falls right into the students, which is really cool. We're watching it now. They're cheering. He's got the net. He's showing it to everybody. Conference champs. And watch this. You guys ready?
2: There he goes. That's cool. <laughs> everybody cheers. When, yeah, when he falls. Yeah. That's I mean, great. hey,
0: look, I'm glad that he uh, he's good. I'm glad he's safe. I've seen a lot of things go wrong. Like for example, I was once at a wedding, and <laughs> um, a Jewish wedding, and they brought the mom and dad out into the middle of the room, and we're gonna sit sit the mom and dad in the chair, and everybody's gonna raise the dad, and we're gonna all you know cheer, you know, and and the dad's up on the chair, dude. We dropped this dad. We drop. I don't know if he broke his oh, wrist God. or sprained his ankle. I don't remember exactly what oh, happened. We God.
2: dropped the dude, you
0: know. Bro, stuff stuff the goes video. wrong.
2: No, these are young athletes, top of their game, probably the peak physical condition of their life, a bunch of old drunk people picking an old man up in a chair to lift him over their heads, probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, <I said>. Probably <laughs> yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. I see this a lot on the internet. Yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, down he goes. Down he goes. Yeah,
1: Jew, J- Jewish wedding attendees have never been accused of being the most athletic people in the world. So, uh, you know, there's a difference there. I agree As
0: with soon you, as man, they bring so. the chair in the middle of the dance floor, I jump right in. I want to be in there from the very beginning. I want to. I want to be in all the pictures. Why? When they're, when they're when they're dancing and they got the chair up in the air, I want to be in the middle of it all. I want to be in all those pictures.
2: So when the person goes down, are you still in the picture?
0: It's the only person I've ever dropped. It's the okay. only person I've ever
2: dropped. How many people are we talking? Oh, I'm Boston. talking
0: like if if I've been to a hundred events where okay. you know it's bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, and weddings, and I've been a part of lifting a hundred people on a chair, you know. It's the only guy I've ever dropped.
2: 99% is a good rate, man. Pretty That's good. good right. Yeah. Pretty good. Not bad. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, not
1: bad. Getting to San Diego State a little bit, though. Let's say, let's <laughs> assume they get to the <laughs> right. Forget about no, the way. I just want to, because, <laughs> now, but I do want to get to uh, the, the, the opening round for them a little bit. And I want to give, first off, congratulations to the team for doing what they've done. And congratulations to Brian Dutcher. I don't know if you watch the broadcast and listen to the broadcast, but... One thing that stood out to me during that broadcast of that championship game is in the past four seasons, San Diego State has the third best record in college basketball. Houston, Gonzaga, San Diego State, and Kansas Mm -hmm. have the top four winning percentages. When you look at Brian Dutcher, since he's gotten there, right? uh, You can always give credit to, the guy before him in the first year or two, because a lot of it's that his, his recruits, but obviously Dutcher has been uh the top recruit man for Steve Fisher going all the way back to the Fab Five, right? So th- th- this isn't like it's just only Fisher's imprint and it was handed over. Brian Dutcher, in the years he's been head coach, has almost a 60 point better winning percentage than Steve Fisher ever had at mm-hmm. San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, don't forget so- though,
0: of course, Steve Fisher took the program over when it was, you know, I one understand. of the dregs of college basketball.
1: No, and, no I mean, but, that's not a but, shot but, at Fisher. But, what, fi, that, what, but, what
0: Dutcher has done you know. is take over from Fisher and actually make things better,
1: you know? I, I'm not, yeah, I'm, that wasn't a shot at No, of no, no, it, 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 no it, I'm it, just saying, it, but it's it, just, it, it, it,
0: it's the math. That's all I'm trying to say. Really,
1: of course, and Dutch was in that position to have that winning percentage because of what Fisher laid down. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt, but still impressive nonetheless. And uh, so, and to keep the the the, not just the program rolling, but to almost kind of take it even to another level. We we saw the year of the COVID year. That team was maybe ready in prime to get themselves into that Final Four. I mean, one of the great college seasons we've seen in 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 the last so many years. So, uh, and and look. Assume they beat College of Charleston. I did a little research on the Virginia Cavaliers. And, you know, you're talking about a program that's been, you know, elite over the last decade plus since Tony Bennett's got, you know, a a national title on their belt. I mean, top, perennial top-ranked team. And, look, they are not that good. Uh, you look at you look at Virginia. You look at the way they've played basketball in the last month and a half. You they've got losses to Boston College, who's under 500. Lost to Virginia Tech, who was a you know 18 and 14 team. Lost to North Carolina down the stretch. Lost to Duke in that in that championship game. They really haven't beat anybody going all the way back to. I mean, they have a win over NC State, the, the only ranked team that they've beaten in since thanksgiving is nc state at the time so uh losses to Pitt, losses to miami of florida losses to houston the the number one overall seed not many impressive wins and so this is a i mean i it's a look 512 scary but but this san diego state team is built to get themselves through this opening weekend bracket i think against the matchups that are waiting for them.
0: so um looking at their bracket and and Brown, you could actually put this up on the screen for everybody that's watching. Um, the South region, you've got Alabama as the number one seed. Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't really know the Alabama story all that well. I mean, it's just one of those things that I just sort of on the fringe, know the headlines, you know, they're the number one team going into the entire tournament, but they're mm-hmm. the team that had all that controversy with, mm-hmm. with uh, one player was involved with a shooting and then the young player was inv- had the gun or something. I mean, like, I swear to you, when I tell you I, I barely know the story, I know there were guns and shootings and controversies around the number one team in the country. And by the way, how about Alabama's athletic department? Number one basketball team. Practically the number one football team every year. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that they've caught up in basketball. And I don't know if I completely say caught up, but number one team. So Alabama's in that bracket. Mm-hmm. Arizona from the Pac-12 is in this bracket. Mm -hmm. um baylor is there by the way baylor the three seed playing the 14 seed uh university of california santa barbara so uh gotta you know kind of take a look at all the teams that are sort of regional you know uh, jay i'm kind of with you i mean if if san diego state beats charleston let's assume they do and then let's say they go on and they beat virginia which is a beatable team they'd make it into the sweet 16 and they'd probably at that point would be facing alabama
1: yeah. And I'm going to tell you something once look at Alabama's had a great year. They're a very good team. I've watched them a few times. They're very, very good. They're very athletic they're, they're, And, you know, they, they, but San Diego state, I thought did a really good job, you know, on national TV the other day showing how, what kind of defense they can play and especially down the stretch. And when they clamp it on and they do a lot of help and they, they, they close out and they move, uh, you know, rotate with the ball. Uh, guard this, the, the screen and roll really well. They do a lot of things. They're physical, they're athletic, they can rebound, they can block shots. Um, and uh, look, Alabama, once they get into that Sweet 16, the media circles will start, or the media yeah, wagons right. will start circling, man, yeah. because they've, they've had this kind of story on the, on the, on the eh, bring it up now and again, bring it up now and again. But when and now when the, the attention is concentrated on 16 teams and four in one day and only two games that day, and it's a number one overall seed, and they're in the Sweet 16, and yes, they're, they're having a great team, but they're not the type of program that has had this type of success over the long haul right, where they could right. kind of go, all right, the media has been down our throats before about a bunch of stuff and, and we get attention. Like, you know, the Carolinas and the Dukes have, have those programs have had the, the media, you know, looking over them for the, the, the entirety of their, uh, you know, existence basically. Um, so this will be a new thing. And that could be a, a you know, advantageous, you know, if that's the matchup. And Browner's there's a shaking his head. For the media. Well,
0: Browner's not giving us any credit on that. Huh? Brown.
2: No, this, this kid was on CNN before the tournament even came near uh, uh, its, its completion or it, the brackets being built. That's, this, this, them being in the final 16 and this story becoming bigger won't bother this kid, man. This guy, this is an NBA player. This is a top five NBA player. This is what I kept saying. If San Diego State runs into one of these, they're in trouble. And this kid is a NBA basketball player. So the ability to to guard tough, that won't affect this kid. He's been the number one person on every scouting report against better teams. And so the pressure that San Diego State can apply to him won't necessarily – I don't think it will necessarily affect him because he's had better athletes guarding him all year. San Diego yeah, but- is physical. They're not athletic.
0: Yeah, but what Jason's saying is, and I agree with you, Jay, that – when you're Alabama and you Mm -hmm. advance to the Sweet 16 and you're playing against San Diego State in theory, Mm -hmm. the media attention on the negative story of the year will get blown up that much more. And it might take away um, from their focus and their concentration, leaving San Diego State an opportunity. Again, assuming San Diego State and Alabama meet in the Sweet 16, could Alabama get distracted by all the noise around them because of all the controversy that guys like me only know, like the top
2: headline. Let me repeat this one more time. I don't think you guys heard me clearly. I want to be very clear on what I'm saying to you. The story was on CNN, Fox news and MSNBC. It was also on your local news channel. The story can't get much bigger. It literally, unless they charge the kid. other than that, that's it. It was the number one story for multiple weeks in college basketball and it made regular cable news. Hey, nothing, by the ha- way, nothing that happens in this tournament other than the winner will make local cable will make cable news. None of it will.
0: Speaking of uh, news this past weekend, I don't know if you guys saw this was late last week. Um, you know how I've had my my problems with KUSI here in San Diego. Um, <laughs> did you guys see that Sandra Moss, who was one of their news anchors, who's been suing them for like the last three years, finally won her case that she was underpaid simply because she was a woman. In other words, her male counterparts, who she was doing the exact same job, were making so much more money than her, and she sat there in a courtroom battling against the owners of this this television station, all pompous and and arrogant, and sat there as they were read the verdict that they lost and she won. And I spoke to Sandra over the weekend. She's going to join us later this week because anything I can do to promote What those people are, I'm happy to do it. Happy to, especially after what they did to me on New Year's Day this past year. That one was even better for me. I I didn't mind that, you know, the grandson put out all this negativity on social media and that ended our on-air relationship. The, I can't look at you because of what you said about my son nonsense that they pulled on New Year's Day. Anyway, whatever, another story for another time.
1: What did they do? Oh, this is, oh <laughs> this is another oh, story. boy. Another story.
0: This one gets me fired up. I love stuff like this.
1: All right. Oh, Let me do okay. this
0: real quickly. Let me just mention everybody, our friends at iThriveMD. iThrive has helped our man Grande Alejandro lose 45 pounds with the iThrive Lean program. Anybody driving around right now, you're like, what, 45 pounds? 858-240-1497. 858-240-1497. You're going to save $200 in the first two months. Then it pops up by another 200 bucks. But you're eating so much less. Your grocery bills are less. You're not eating in restaurants as much. I'm telling you, you're saving money and you're losing weight. And how do you do it? One little injection once a week. That's it. And everybody who's on it just raves about it. So if you're trying to lose weight, you can't change your diet. You don't have the time to go work out. You don't have the skills or the background or the knowledge. People are losing a ton of weight with the I Lean program, 858-240-1497, or go to Kaplanandcrew.com and click on iThrive Lean. All right, last thing on this San Diego State stuff, guys. Um, Brown, yesterday on Selection Sunday, the Aztecs found out that they were in the tournament, which they knew they were, but where they were going to be, who they were going to be playing. By the way, they got to schlep all the way to Orlando. I mean, for a team mm. that just grinded out three tough wins in the Mountain West Conference tournament, they got to schlep all the way across the country and go play in Orlando. Here's their head coach, Brian Dutcher, after the selection. Let's go ahead and play that.
1: That was in a hurry. See your name that fast? I thought I might have to sit in there a half an hour to see our name called. But we were called early, uh, playing Charleston. Obviously, they've won 10 in a row, uh, 31-3, I believe. And uh, we've had a common opponent. They beat Colorado State early in the year. And they got beat by North Carolina. They beat Virginia Tech. So they played some high major schools and had some success. So... Uh, I don't know a thing about them other than the record and that we are going to see them in Orlando and we're going to do a lot of homework between now and tomorrow uh, when we practice and start getting ready for this event.
0: All right. Hey, Jay, I didn't know that. I mean, I know you said you were doing a little homework. I didn't know they beat Colorado State.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, really kind of kind of see that that was on the radar i was kind of looking at i was looking at as many games as i could when i was uh yeah but kind of formulating it but yeah no they beat colorado state which is uh you know um proves that like they like i said look they 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 can win basketball games they wouldn't be 31 and 3 if they couldn't um and he as he mentioned they've won 12 10 in a row and before that those back-to-back losses i think they had won 12 in a row something of that effect yeah. so they can get hot I obviously I'll
0: tell you I was watching. and they're closer
1: to home you know they they their fans just have to get into a car right. to drive to right. Orlando they, I, charleston's not very far no it's like so.
0: 5 hours charleston to orlando I, I read this earlier today and uh it's it's like it's like the same amount of time driving from charleston to orlando as it is to fly from san diego to orlando no, so i just don't no think that you're going to have a yeah. i don't think you're going to have a huge san diego state contingent in orlando and charleston might have some fans so all right listen coming up We talked, we spent a lot of time on San Diego State NCAA tournament. That's kind of a big story, obviously, today. I would like to spend some time in the next segment on the Padres spring training because Joe Musgrove, who we talked about how long he's going to be out with his toe injury uh, after this weightlifting incident. So, but Joe Musgrove, typical Joe Musgrove, he's like already got his cleats on. He's already pitching off of a mound. He's already trying to make his way back to the start of the regular season. We'll get to the Joe Musgrove story and the Padres spring training. Also, Earlier today, NFL free agency started to happen and teams are making moves. I think the biggest move so far, it look, I mean, you could talk about yesterday with the Dolphins and the Rams and the trade for Jalen Ramsey, but the Raiders needed a quarterback. And since Tom Brady said he was retired, who does Josh McDaniels know the best? Who's an available free agent quarterback? Who's got a winning record? And well, we'll get to that story coming up. So NFL free agency, Padre spring training. All still to come, we're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios. This is Monday, and this is Kaplan & Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan & Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. No Grande today. Jason Lawhead's in for Grande, Brown Man here. And uh, we are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. We've talked a lot today about the NCAA basketball tournament, San Diego State. Could they possibly make a run? Who might they see? Uh, we, we've kind of gotten a lot into the NCAA tournament, so we'll, we'll have a lot more as the week goes on. But um, guys, big news coming today from the NFL. I feel like that's like bigger happening today kind of news than Padres spring training. So I'll throw it to you guys. You want to start with the Padres? You want to go into the NFL? I My vote's NFL. What do you guys say?
2: All the important people are playing baseball somewhere else. Go with the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now the Padres which, did have a. Now the Padres did have a 16 year old kid playing playing for them over the weekend. I did see that. I found that to be very interesting. You're yeah. never going to see him for a, at least three years. But I thought it was impressive that a sixth, a sophomore in high school, basically was in a spring training game. I yeah, thought that was cool.
0: It, it is pretty amazing. Hey, Incredible. um, are you guys watching the World Baseball Classic? Hell no. Really? No.
2: no. I, no. I,
0: I say really no. as if I am. I'm not. But I will tell you guys this, like my son is really, really into it, you know, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, sim- I think he's rooting for Team USA who lost yesterday to Mexico and he's rooting for Team Israel because what I love about Team Israel is this, like all the major league players who play for Team Israel, nobody's Jewish, you know? Um, but sure. if my great grandmother once high-fived a guy who was Jewish. I can get in on Team Israel. Actually, there's a kid from here in San Diego. I want to say his name is CJ Stubbs. I think it was CJ. I don't remember if it was CJ or Garrett yesterday because there's two Stubbs brothers that both play in in the major leagues. One is in Houston and one is in Philly. And one of them had a bases-clearing double yesterday that won the game for Team Israel. So, yeah, so I'm I'm rooting for Team Israel. I, I do find it interesting how many Major League Baseball players want to play in the World Baseball Classic, even if it's not for their home country. So, like, if you're American, but you can't play on the World Baseball Classic USA team, but you have a little bit of British in you, I'll go play for Great Britain. Like I mentioned, the Team Israel guys, you know, they're like, okay, well, I, I'm eligible to play. They want me to play. I'll go play. Like, why would you want to go play for Team Israel or Team Great Britain rather than just being at spring training with your guys? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they they know something about the World Baseball Classic that, that is more prestigious or more fun, or I don't know, but I'm not really sure.
1: Something I, for I the guess. bio, you know? Something I guess my son the,
0: is, he, uh, my son is like really into it. And um, my girlfriend's sons are into it too. So, I, and I, I guess yesterday, the Team USA versus Team Mexico game, which was over in Phoenix, apparently the place was nuts. You know, with like Mexican fans were cheering on their team. I mean, I personally wasn't watching it, but. I think I watched more XFL yesterday than I did World Baseball Classic, believe it or not. All right, let me uh, let me jump in then to NFL free agency. Guys, um, the Raiders today, earlier this morning, made a move that they're going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Raiders were desperate for a quarterback. They, they still might draft one. They've got a top 10 pick. But if you're thinking about drafting a young quarterback, the way the Chiefs have done it, And the way the Packers look to be doing it and the way the Chargers at one time did it to go from breeze to rivers. If you have a veteran quarterback who's been a winner, getting a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, if you're Josh McDaniels and you had him in New England and he knows your offense and he knows your language and not only can he come in and be your starter, assuming he's all healthy, but can be your kind of locker room voice. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think in the early days of free agency here, that was a great move by the Raiders. What did you guys think?
2: I thought this was something that a lot of people could see coming. The fact yeah. that they already had yeah. this guy as their backup who wasn't really, you know, uh, raising the eyebrows. And you bring in a guy who knows your offense, like you said, knows your offense. You're comfortable with him. There's no need to relearn anything. This guy's going to slide right in. This is the guy who Tom Brady, uh, uh, Bill Belichick wanted uh Tom Brady out for apparently. If you believe everything, so clearly there's a high level of confidence in him within that offense. So I, I don't know what that means though. I don't know what that means. We still don't know if Josh McDaniels can coach. That and that's the bottom line. Like, what was wrong with David Carr that you know Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't Carr? do? Either or whatever. Yeah, that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't brothers. do. It. Yeah, yeah. My bad. He always says Why's David, David that? Carr. Because that's the one I. I still say San Diego Chargers. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> So I I don't I don't see this I don't see this as a massive upgrade. I see this is more about being familiar and comfortable with somebody, and I think he's more comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo than he was with Carr. So we'll see where that gets him. Well, and I think the contract kind of you
1: know indicates a little bit of commitment to him. Thirty four million guaranteed, three years, sixty seven. I feel like at least they feel like, hey, this this is going to be our guy for two years before we start maybe. You know, unless you know the backup surprises us, or if, if a draft pick puts us in a place that ooh, there's a guy we love. I mean, I feel like 34 million guarantee that that deal. Um, I think it's almost kind of a kind of a commitment to okay, you 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 and I are going to work together for the next two years, McDaniel and uh, uh, Garoppolo. You know, so Jay,
0: I see it slightly different. Which is this? You ready? Okay. Here, here's how I see it. It's a one-year deal. This is why I see it. Okay. okay? Because think about this. You ready? What does a starting quarterback in the NFL make? I mean, Uh, Daniel Daniel Jones with the Giants just signed for forty-plus million dollars, right? Sure. So if you're if you're the Raiders, you just got Jimmy Garoppolo for thirty-four million dollars guaranteed, right? Well, that's under market value for a starting quarterback in the NFL. So if I'm the Raiders, the way I'm looking at it is, hey, look, we'll sign you to a three-year deal. 67 million, 34 guaranteed. It's under market value. If we only get one year out of you, we need Jimmy Garoppolo to come in this year, be our starter, hopefully be healthy, run this offense that he already knows, be the voice in the locker room that we need him to be. And then with the seventh overall pick, we may dip into the draft and go get one of the top three, four, five quarterbacks who might be available to us probably top three or four really. Um, And then what we do is, We have um, Jimmy Garoppolo be to this young quarterback what Alex Smith was to Patrick Mahomes for at least a year. Just get us through a year. Let this kid learn the offense. Let him learn the personnel. Let him learn the coaching staff while Garoppolo does his thing. Now, by the way, if Garoppolo has a good year and we want to keep him around for the next year and continue to cultivate this kid, that's fine. If he has a decent year and we're ready to start the kid the next year, this is all in theory. Garoppolo could be an under market backup quarterback and an insurance policy. So, I mean, the way I look at it is, is if they give him 34,
1: sure. Either way, I feel like it's a two year, like, Hey, we're diving in. with. Yeah.
0: I mean, no major disagreement. I'm just saying that I think it's a great move for the Raiders.
1: Me too. Me too. I think, uh, You know, with with, you know, a lot of the talent they already have on paper there on offense, he's been able to go and adapt into those scenarios before, you know, stepping in for Tom with the with the talent they had going into San Francisco and adapting to the different talent that was there or the talent that they brought him while he was there. So, um, you know, I think it's a great, great move. Uh, You know, you look at the confusion of what's going on in Denver, and they're going to have to, you know, kind of pull off a miracle for Peyton and and Wilson to be successful. But you know what? Um, To to
0: that end, Jay, to that end, today, the Broncos, this is the beginning of free agency. This is earlier this morning. mm -hmm. They signed the Niners right tackle, a guy by the name of Mike McGlinchey. They signed the Ravens guard, a guy by the name of Ben Powers. So what they did is they just did um, two free agent deals for offensive linemen. The McGlinchey deal, $87.5 million with $50 million guaranteed. The Powers deal, a four-year contract, $52 million, $28.5 million guaranteed. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you because I'm reading them right now. But the point is, is that the Broncos have a head coach that players will believe in, have a quarterback that has won a Super Bowl and been to a second Super Bowl and needs to revive his career after the disaster of last year.
1: Desperately needs how do you, to. Yeah.
0: How do you help Russell Wilson? You get him offensive sure. linemen.
1: And yeah, that's definitely a Peyton imprint, right? Like we're going to go get guys to predict, you know, that's a lot of Breeze's success was, you know, look, you look back at Breeze, yeah, staggering numbers, but that normally under Peyton was a run first offense and they just picked teams apart in passing situations because that was always a run first offense uh, and, and, and he's going to protect his quarterback. He's going to get offense alignment to make sure that they can run the ball. And I mean, hey, it's got to work, right? It's still got to work. Russell Wilson still has to have that desperately big year to come back from. So all that still has to work. But yeah, that definitely has a patent imprint. I'm just saying, I love where the Raiders possibly could go if Garoppolo can give the Raiders what he gave the 49ers, what they have on paper right now, with you know some some weapons. They, they you know that. But back to Browner's point, and this is going to be a big. It's almost like
2: Wilson has to prove does he still have it at quarterback. McDaniel has to prove, can I coach? I think the, the Russell Wilson's cooked. I'm sorry. I don't think a coach is going to change that. And again, a lot of people are on the Sean Payton boat. I understand why they're on the Sean Payton boat. I'm not one of those people, man. I don't think this guy is some kind of offensive genius. I think that he had Drew Brees, and Drew Brees made it very easy for him to do things because Drew Brees was a legendary passer of the football. Russell Wilson is not that. So I don't necessarily see where there's going to be carryover from the coaching styles. I think this is a completely different animal he's going to be trying to coach, who, quite frankly, I don't think he's going to get along with. Because Drew Brees was a professional. He, was a late, he wasn't a he was late yet. He was a fiery competitor, and he spoke his mind. Russell Wilson seems to be a complete phony. I could be wrong about that. I never met the guy. I don't know him. But the way he's portrayed all around football is not good. It's not Drew Brees' level. Nope. Mm
0: -hmm. But, you know, just think about this. The the Chargers over the weekend renegotiated deals with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the defensive side. They
2: Renegotiated
0: deals with Keenan Allen and and, uh, Mike Williams on the offensive side. Mm -hmm. Then today there was a report now that Austin Eckler has asked the Chargers he wants to seek a trade because Austin Eckler is not happy with his contract and the Chargers were like, no, we're not doing anything for you. And that's the treatment you get when you're an undrafted free agent out of a small school that shocked the world by becoming their star running back. And they're giving them no respect, no love. So the Raiders get better with Garoppolo on paper. Mm -hmm. The uh, Broncos get better with Peyton and these two offensive linemen that they sign immediately. So the Broncos are better on paper. And the Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. So Mm -hmm. so are the Chargers just reorganizing their um, cap space because maybe they plan on – trying to get something done with Justin Herbert before the start of the season. And they're, they're making space for something like that. Cause guys, that's what the jets have been doing. I mean, the jets have been making space so that they can get this Aaron Rodgers deal done. I said it in the opening segment of the show um, by all accounts from people that were around Aaron Rodgers this past weekend up in orange County um, at this, this uh, flag football charity game. Everybody says every sign is saying that Rodgers is going to the jets. And I would expect, as as Roger said, it's going to happen here soon. One way or the other, decision's coming. I would think as, as NFL free agency just begins, this Aaron Rodgers stuff is going to happen. Could be later today. Could be tomorrow. Might be this week. I I think it's getting done.
1: You know – yeah, I kind of felt like this season, everything pointed towards that anyway, right? Like, you know, they didn't go do anything. They didn't do a thing at the trade deadline. So I kind of feel like that was them ripping off the Band-Aid as well with Rodgers and saying, yeah, we signed you to the deal, but we're not going to make this team any better with whatever you got. And they made a little rally at the end of the year. But then I think just the the, the whole perception, the whole attitude of, where they've gone, letting Devontae Adams go, not doing a darn thing at the trade deadline to make that team any better in a in you know a division that definitely had a wild card uh, asking to come out of there. Um, and so yeah, I think all signs point to it's over in Green Bay, and it's been that way since Devontae Adams ended up in Oakland. Yeah. Or, you know what? You yeah, know what? I still say Oakland. Right. But, uh,
2: another thing that has really gotten my attention by the nothingness that has come out of it are the Rams. Oh, dude, like the the trade for the trading of Jalen Ramsey. I understand that. I don't, you know, whatever, but they've done nothing. And all I've heard is that Matthew Stafford might be gone. Yeah. So yeah. this idea that we got rid of Jared Goff, who now basically gave you the exact same numbers as Matthew Stafford, just in a different uniform. Now we're going to get rid of Matthew Stafford. But I was told that this was the connection that the coach needed. This was the guy. They're simpatico. They're locked into each other. They were in Cabo. They won a Super Bowl. Now you're talking about stopping them.
1: But that's what ha- that's why they are kind of almost forgiven in the situation. they won a Super Bowl, and that's the hat they're gonna hang on to 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 let all this other nonsense. How of, long is that who, worth something? But, well, I know, and that well, that's they're just playing that game. They're, they're gonna say. You know, obviously, you know we're going to try to get back to, as, as, and the pressure is going to be on at some point for them to go back to the drawing board and and get results. But you know, we talked about it a lot throughout the season this year, and I think they just didn't. They just figured, you know what, we got that Super Bowl, we did what we had to get it. And if if brick by brick this thing falls apart throughout the season, we'll brick just deal with that when it comes. Well, and it did, yeah, right. brick by brick it right. fell apart. They
0: can they can say. We sacrifice the future to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Most fan bases would say, "I'll do that." Not only did sure. they win the Super Bowl, but remember, they'll always have it historically. They won the Super Bowl in their own building. True. So, right. look, when you take a look at, at Brown, you could put this up on the screen. The Rams are in a complete rebuild now. They cut Bobby Wagner. That experiment for one year didn't really work. They traded Jalen Ramsey, which you know, again, they all they got for him. For a guy who's supposed to be the best corner in football, they got a third-round draft choice, kind of gives you an idea of the market for a guy like Jalen Ramsey. They let go of pass rusher Leonard Floyd and they're trying to find a way to get rid of Allen Robinson because he's no good. So the Rams are in a complete rebuild mode. And I actually think the Stafford part of it is interesting because there's no guarantee that Stafford comes back. Yes, Brown, there's been some talk about shopping him, but if I'm the if I'm the Rams, I mean, based on his arm injury last year. Based mm-hmm. on his neck injury, head injuries, and all the beatings that he's taken over the years, man, I I might consider taking my shot with Baker Mayfield with this
2: current rebuilding kind of team, than Matthew Stafford. But the but then we did but what we heard all all season was that the head coach didn't want to do a rebuild. He didn't want to do a rebuild. Well, but yeah. now here you are massaging yourself into a rebuild. Cause I saw yesterday, this is another thing I saw yesterday. I laughed at it. Aaron Donald announced he's coming back next year. Like what? I didn't even know that was a thing that you weren't going to come back. Right. Like what? That's yeah. what you're doing every year. Now you have to wait and see if Aaron Donald's going to come back. Like, by the way, Cooper cup tours ACL. So like, what's how smart Dude, is your head coach? Everybody if I loves were, him.
0: If I were the Rams, I'd be looking to try and trade Aaron Donald next. Cause it's yeah. rebuild time. It really is. Yes. All right, mm-hmm. let me do this. Browner, can we get to a highlight of the day, man? What do you think? Can we pull that off before we uh, before we get to the uncensored version of today's podcast?
2: It's time what for the say? highlight of the day, man. Do
1: you want to get high, man? I'm just really
2: high. Uh, you're going to have to give me a highlight of some sort because, I don't know. Something... Oh, wait, maybe there's you something. You know what? Maybe I got Actually, I I okay, because...
0: Okay, because I was going to tell you that we didn't get to the Padres, and I actually wanted to use this. I wanted to get into this a little bit. But um, Bob Melvin's comment on Joe Musgrove was something that I was thinking we could get to for a highlight of the day. But if you had something different or better? No, no, we can get
2: We can. – I'm going to save mine for the uncensored portion of the show.
0: Okay, all right. Hey, by the way, uh, the uncensored portion of the show you can only get on YouTube or audio podcast. And I think what I'm going to do is in the uncensored version today – I'm going to announce more details of our Seven Mile Casino May 4th dinner and show. I'm going to release a little bit more information. So if you're listening on radio or you're watching on TV, make sure you come to the uncensored version of the podcast. All right. To the highlight of the day presented by Tori Holistics, where you save 20% by using our promo code SLAMDANK. Here's a quote from Bob Melvin. Look at his hands.
2: I know. Whoa, Bobby. Slow down, baby.
0: Uh, it's just a still photo where he's got his oh, hand yeah, on yeah, Joe Musgrove's tuchus.
2: Right in the crack. Yeah.
0: He says, uh, this is Bob Melvin, quote, it's pretty amazing to me, kind of making sure we take it easy. We don't want to go too far and get a setback with it. He's been good about keeping his arm going. And now that he's in spikes and gotten off the mound, we have to be careful going forward. If it were up to him, he'd be pushing the envelope for opening day. I still don't think that'll be the case. Point being this. Musgrove gets hurt in a freaky sort of weight room accident. Mm-hmm. And all the talk was how many weeks into the season it's going to be before he's able to come back. And Musgrove being Musgrove is doing everything he can do to try and get back for the start of the season. I don't think it's any major shock, <laughs> right?
2: No, none at all. And this is what I said when the injury happened. There's plenty of time for this toe to heal and for him to be ready to go. And quite frankly, this is better because this rest is armed. This is the guy you're going to need for the long haul. This isn't a guy who needs to prove anything this is one of your guys so yeah there's five there's five years and a hundred million reasons why
1: you don't rush right. this yeah. guy right yeah
0: um last night i'm just curious uh and by the way the highlight of the day presented by tory holistics california holistics you know the deal slam dank is the promo code you save 20 percent for all your cannabis brands and products could be for sleep could be for pain could be for recreation There's a lot of cannabis places in San Diego, but Torrey Holistics and California Holistics, they're our partners. That's who we ask you to work with. So last night, there was this Lakers-Knicks game. Um, I happen to be at this conference in uh, Orange County, which is, it's called the Roth Conference, where I told you guys I saw this Machine Gun Kelly guy last night. So I will say I didn't watch not one second of the Oscars. Did anybody watch any of the Oscars last night?
1: Negative. No, was, uh, no, my wife and I went to a friend's a couple's house uh, for dinner, and the TV was never even on.
0: Yeah, I feel like a year ago, the uh, Chris Rock slap. I, I felt like it was such big, giant news, and it got me actually interested in seeing some of the movies this year. And yet, not one ounce, not one second of time into the Oscars last night. Not one second. Yeah.
1: And I'm sorry, like I just, you know, hey, to each their own. Like like I said about soccer, I love Ted Lasso, and God bless. I have a good friend who's in in soccer broadcasting, Alexis Guerrero.
0: Save it
2: for overtime. So, yeah. Save it for overtime. Yeah. Wait, oh.
0: We're going into Uncensored. We're going Uncensored right now. Radio listeners, so much more to get to from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. We're back after this.